Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I, I need to apologize to you guys because I said 115 and I am now eight minutes, nine minutes late. Yeah. That is my I I apologize. I'm afraid to no, say anything. Don't you don't have to say anything. I'm apologizing <laughs> to you and I'm apologizing to the fans. The shit got on the road a little late. That being said, a lot of news has happened in between now and one o'clock. Jeff Bezos. Has oh, yeah. now stepped down as CEO of Amazon. Yeah. Why are you so excited about that? How does that affect us in any way? Because there's a job opening and it could be me. <laughs> I don't know if they're hiring. This is America, act- Jack. I don't know if they're hiring um, actors for the position, but you could try audition maybe. Set a self tape. Listen, I've seen TED Talk. All TED Talk is is somebody getting up on stage and convincing you that they are on point with their stuff. Oh, I love how you struggled for the sentence on point with their stuff, with their stuff. <laughs> That's like that. What's his name? The simple guy in the Simpsons when he goes, Lisa, do you like stuff? Ralph <laughs> yes. That's when Ralph Wiggum's trying to flirt with Lisa. Do you, like, I, do you like stuff? But I know what it is. I know how to do that. If somebody writes it for me, I got you. I'm an actor. That's what I do. I have a theory that running Amazon may be a bit out of your skill set. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't say I wanted to run Amazon. I want to be the face of Amazon. How about that? That's okay. what I want. I want to okay. be the face of Amazon. When you think of toys and packages and deliveries and a bunch of jobs for Americans. I want you to think of me. Okay. 
Okay. Maybe they'll put your face on the box if you get the job. That's branding. Speaking of your face on things, we should talk about this awesome new merch that's in the merch shop for uh, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Good to see you, or at least pretend to see you. Um, we have these things. They're called uh, badge pulls. If you work in a hospital uh, or if you work somewhere where you have to wear a badge and then you have to reach down and put it on some sensor to open a door, well, we have solved it for you. We have really dope badge pulls from fake They are really cool. I got They're mine pretty. today. I, 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 I was uh, kind of poo-pooing on the idea of the badge pull, but it's actually real cool. Even if you don't, even if you don't have a badge that you need to pull on, you can put your keys on it. You could, right. a, it's, it's almost way, like, I, 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 I gotta say, and I'm not just saying this because uh, we made them. It's a nice fidget toy. You know how you used to have the fidget toys? Yeah. I have it on, I have it on my desk and I've been fidgeting with it all day. Okay, but you got to put it down. We're doing the podcast right I know. Now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like when I ate and people got all upset. And then the other thing we have just in time for Valentine's Day are our Turk and JD uh, keychains that are broken hearts. So your lover or your friend gets the half of the heart that's JD or Turk, and you get the other one. And then when together, you can press them up against each other and go, Eagle! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There you go. So you go to cottonbureau.com. That's where we have our merch. Uh, you just search for fake doctors, real friends, and uh, it'll bring you to our merch page. Uh, we know you guys like merch because uh, you seem to to buy a lot of it, and uh, we have new stuff for Valentine's Day. You know what? I, I, I love the locket because you know what it reminds me of. What? Betcha he reads. Betcha she sews. Maybe she's made me a closet of clothes. Uh-huh. Maybe they're strict. Why shouldn't they be? Their one mistake was giving a me. Now wait, before so you go on, maybe before now. you go on, I want to know the audience to know that if you know what that is, you either are gay or love musicals, <laughs> or both. As is my case. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So maybe now there's prayer. Go ahead. The last one of its kind. Uh uh Won't you please come get your baby? Let him have it. Hit that note, girl. Baby. Little run. Do a little run. Yeah. Give me a little run, girl. Yeah. I don't know if we can beat that intro. Let's get into it. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's the stories that we all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch show with Zach and Dono. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a shorter show today. You know why? Why? Because I have been affected by negative comments on my Instagram. What no. happened? So what happened? No. It's because of GT, isn't it? They, I had people saying the GT's thing was boring. I had people saying they didn't want to hear about the stock market. And A, I'm giving up social media because I'm so fucking sick of social media. And maybe I'm not taking my criticism well today. But we're going to give the people uh, what they want. How many we're, people we're gonna, said we're gonna, G- we're gonna go. We're going to go right to the show. How many people said it was boring and how many people said they didn't want to hear about the stock market? I, I started, I stopped reading it, but there were probably like four 
um, stopped doing a GT kombucha ad and like maybe three don't talk about the stock market. So maybe seven people pissed me off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of out of out of over a million. I, I I love the fact that you got to take a break. If anything, now's the time to take a break. Well, I am taking Amen. a Twitter break. I got to tell you, I, I I it's you know that that documentary. Did you guys watch the documentary? What's it called? The Social Dilemma. Is that what it's Social called? Social Dilemma. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really. If you haven't seen that and you're listening to this, please check it out. It's on. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. It's really mind blowing about and Donald. I know you watched it. Just about how these 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 apps were designed to be addictive, and I am fully been addicted to Twitter. I'm I'm, ad- I'm so addicted, dude. I'm so addicted. I'm now paying money on apps now. It's so bad because you, you know how are you so paying? like oh, you're buying shit, buying shit on apps. Yeah. Like there'll be video games, and I'm like, I really need this power up though. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking about like I'm talking about through all of this insane news cycle between Trump and the pandemic and everything else I have been addicted to Twitter I just read news nonstop like a drug right. just yeah. what happened this second what happened this second and I, I then I watched the documentary and I laughed at myself I'm going I, it's just no different than any other addiction I'm fully addicted to this totally. app totally. and the app is so negative and cynical and just a rain cloud, I find, yeah. that I'm then filling my brain with just fucking a, a, a fire hose of negativity. Well, and, everybody, uh, se- I would like to stop that. Everybody seems to think that their information is the correct information. Where they're getting their information is the, uh, by, it's the information of the gods, it seems like. My mm-hmm. information is so perfect and and so on point with what I which what with what triggers me that I can't stop looking at my social media and phones. You know what I mean? So my phone. So whatever whatever I started, whatever algorithm I created, it's so perfect for me now that yeah. it's like like well, I, you're talking about. I, that's I, more... I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone. I get on the toilet, I grab my phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like. It's crazy, and that's what and that's what social media is. It's yeah. made to trigger you to because it sees what you what you what you keep tapping on, and now mm. you're going to get flooded with. Of that. course, what I learned in the documentary was that even when you're on Instagram, even when you're scrolling by things, and let's say you slow down because for me it's like a camera gadget. Let's say because that's what my whole feed is like puppies and camera gadgets, but like you slow down, it's registering. Oh, you even before you clicked on it. It knows that you slowed down around the area of that camera gadget. And so now it's like, you know, they do it great in that documentary. They show you like, okay, he's he's slowing down for the camera gadget. Now let's send him a push notification for, you know. And it's so true. Now Instagram has really figured out their algorithm how to sell shit to me because everything everything I pass that's an ad, I'm like, well, yeah, they're right. I do kind of want that. Hmm. But I'm not even – Instagram is the next step. I'm starting – because right. that's at least pictures. I'm starting with – Taking a Twitter break just because I think it's I, I just don't think all that negativity is good for my brain personally. But that's where everybody gets their news from now. I know I gotta like, find you know? it. I'm trying other sources for for news. I get taking a break. I, I you know I think yeah. Twitter was like I gotta take a break from this. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not just the Trump talk. It's just like anything, anything. The whole Any, game. No, you're the, the whole game right. of Twitter is who can be more snarky and quippy about any topic, and. uh 
And that's fine. I participated in it, and I, I have a lot of followers over there, and I'm sure that I'll fucking fall off the wagon and be back soon, all you lovely people who follow me. That's what I was about to say. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know why you have Twitter and you know why you have Instagram. Well, I'll go back to promote my wares. I love I – love, it is an amazing tool for me to say, hey, guys, I have this thing coming out, and I and, and I do it for the podcast. I do it for the projects I have, and that's amazing. And but I just, I just find, I just kind of like that documentary has been sitting with me, like over my shoulder, and I've been thinking about it. I recently have a friend who's who's taking a February off from booze, and I was thinking to myself, I've taken alcohol breaks a bunch too, but I thought to myself, you know what, I want to take a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be inspired by my friend and take a Twitter break. Anyway, I do. Happy Black you, History Month, buddy. Happy Black History Month to you, my my my, my African American friend. No hey, doubt. Do you um did you watch the show I told you all to watch um in and of itself? You didn't watch it. You guys did. But no. I know about I know about it. I know I know about the guy, and I, I'm not gonna pretend that I did watch it, but I know about the guy through Neil Patrick Harris, mm. who was like who who is a big time uh he's into Magician. magic, he's into yeah. you know, he's into illusions and all that yeah. stuff. And we were filming a Cigna commercial together, and he was telling me about this guy on Broadway who he went to see and he had never seen any he had never seen the tricks like any of these tricks well, like the thing with magicians is like they all know each you know for the most part I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Prestige Yeah, I love The Prestige. Right. One of my favorite movies. Oh, everybody wow. but everybody knows, you know, magicians usually know the ins and outs of magic. Yeah. It's rare that somebody comes along and makes the magicians and the illusionists go, how yeah. the hell did he do that? Do you ever watch that show? Um, do you ever watch that show, um, Fool Us, um, with Penn and Teller? Oh, yeah. That show was fun. It's a really great show, Donald. You might like it. Where, where Penn and Teller, who are obviously the pretty darn dialed in magicians who know yeah. and anything and everything, they have a magician on, and the magician does a trick, and then they confer. And if they, if they can figure out how the magician did it, um, then, then you didn't win. And if you fool them, then you get to open for them in Vegas. That's awesome. You know, and, I'm, it's, I'm, and it's really cool because they do it in a really clever way where they don't want to obviously, if they, if they know how he did it, they don't want to ruin it for, for everyone. So they'll sort of speak in like magician jargon. They'll be like, Oh, I'm curious if you've ever learned the sailorman switch. And the guy will kind of smile and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, you got it. So they, they won't like ruin the trick for everyone, but they'll let the magician know that they figured it out. They figured it out. Yeah. You know, they taught me my first magic trick, Penn and Teller did, back when really? I, I was in junior high school. And I was doing a television special with Marlo Thomas called Free to Be a Family. And we got to meet like a bunch of people and we built a space bridge to Russia. And it was like the first time that uh, like what we're doing right now, a Zoom call was done. This was back when I was in junior high school. Anyway, Free to Be a Family. It was the sequel to Free to Be You and Me. Yeah, right? Free to Be You and Me. Right. And so, uh, and in it, Penn and Teller comes and they teach the kids of America how to do a magic trick. And it was the how to make the handkerchief disappear in your hand trick. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, man. First of all, what amazing, what amazing, uh, what an amazing act they had because I really thought that dude was mute. Up until, <laughs> <laughs> up until he taught us the trick. You know what I mean? I think he, he was, you know what's funny? I once saw their, off, when I was a child, my dad took me to their first off-Broadway show. And it was weird because he, he, I don't think he was mute like when he wasn't on stage. Like okay. they would do a thing where at intermission they would chat outside with people. And I think right. he was out there talking. I don't know. I, I think his shtick is he only does it when he's quote in character. 
Got it. Yeah. But he that he, I mean, I used to they were so funny to me and they were yeah. so different. And I love that, you know, one of the guys had his nails painted. One of his nails was painted. I thought that was yeah. really cool. You know what I mean? Well, I anyway, I got to tell you, Donald, please, and, and listeners, please check out. I, I, I can't, I, probably the most highly recommended thing I'm going to give you since we've been doing this podcast. It's called In and of Itself. It's on Hulu. It is um, a taped performance of a uh, off-Broadway one-man show. And he is an illusionist, and there are illusions, but... He also is a genius storyteller, oh. and he weaves these beautiful stories around the illusions. And also, without spoiling anything, the the editor is Frank Oz directed it. By the way, maybe yes, that'll get you to watch really awesome. it. Maybe that'll get you to watch it. I love you um, know how I love Frank Oz. I've, well, I, I've, I, I oh maybe, gosh. listen. I was trying to think of a Star Wars connection for you, and I found one. No, Frank Oz not, directed it. Frank, I know Frank Oz was Yoda and everything like that, but it's not that. I once ran up on Frank Oz and was like, this is angel dust. It's PCP. You have any idea what this does to kids? I didn't know that was Frank Oz. Yeah, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, he looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, uh, do you remember that line? He's like, yeah, I remember that line, but dude, you're blowing my mind. And I was like, good, I'm glad I'm blowing your mind. That's cool. Anyway, last thing thing I'll say about it is that um, Frank Oz directed it in such a cool way that – they cut between multiple performances, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a you know it's a really clever way to present the material, and really well it's it's a little bit slow paced at first, so have patience. Put your phone away. I'm telling you, it is. I think it's the one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a long time. I could not agree. When more. was when was the play? When was the show? They did like over 500 performances of it. Uh, I'm assuming it's so genius. I'm assuming that the pandemic must have been the thing that closed it because I don't know how this would ever close. Yeah, probably. Really? I know my family saw it live two years ago. I wish right. I'd seen it live. It really right. makes you miss live theater. It's so good. Oh, All right. Totally. Let's segue into the show, Donald, because some people out there like us to uh, do less of a shoot the shit session, and we're going to give them a special episode today. Oh, really? So we're going to do what we're going to do what the seven haters want? We're yeah, gonna today we're going to give the seven haters what they All want. All right, this is for the seven haters. Actually, the seven haters Here. probably would like none of the that 16 minutes of talk we just did. Okay, well, <laughs> the, you know, well, from here on out, this is for you seven haters out there. Yeah, here's one for you seven haters. Oh, you know All what? right, here we go. I'm here we go. Gonna, I'm not even going to time you because that might slow down the show for the seven. There we go. There we go. heads. I still want my beat, though. I nope. still yeah, want by that By the way, beat. Daniel, that new beat you found is fire. He's well, got more. I, he's, I he's made a DJ, it. Thank dude. you. This is no, I know do. you're a DJ, and I know you're good at that. But I'm giving you affirmation. I appreciate that. Thank you. You should find a way to put "I appreciate that" on your all your beats from here on out. <laughs> I appreciate. Hey, Daniel, that. I have a question for you. Yeah. Like you're you know, like DJ Khaled's another one. Yeah. I you know appreciate how, that, Daniel. You know how DJs uh, have or or um, radio DJs have the pad they can hit, and it'll be like 16 phrases, whatever they want. Like yeah. I could hit it and it would be Donald like yeah. making some. Can I have one of those yeah, for our anybody show? Can, anybody can have one. No, I those. want one and I want it to somehow um, be, rec- you know, go into your live recording of the show so I can oh, always God. hit it. Yes, Donald. Yes. This is dangerous. This is so dangerous. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. And I know Donald's going to ask for Do you want me to turn the key? Too? I'm not going to do it. I'll we'll turn talk, my we'll key. Talk about it. We'll okay. talk I'll about turn it my key on now. I'll Listen. turn that I'll turn that key for you, but only okay. for one the only one thing. Though. I can't abuse it. I can't abuse you it. You cannot okay. abuse it. If you abuse okay. it, that shit is out the window. I dude. thought I thought you were going to say that you wanted one too and no, I no, knew no, that no. would be a bad idea. No, 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 no. 
I'd be I'd be doing beats in the middle of the fucking of the fucking podcast. No, you what I want to do is I want to do what they do on Howard Stern, was they have like you know, well they have a zillion at this point, but we would have like ten or so catchphrase noises and sounds, yeah. and we could hit it, and I could hit it at a strategic moment. And Come we're on, only Daniel. doing that for the haters. Daniel, Daniel that's only for the like, haters. Daniel, why do you look like you abhor this idea? I love the idea. I just know that once we get into the nitty gritty of actually getting it done, it might not be such a popular idea anymore. <laughs> I know people would be sick of me hitting the button, but I think oh, we should no, no, try no, it for a few episodes. Great. Well, uh, we'll talk about it after the show. Well, can oh, I just yeah. put a line into my uh, H6 Zoom recorder? But if you want us to hear it, oh, it's a different you're going to have to have two lines. You can You're figure gonna, it out. This is your specialty. You build computers. I, I know how to, I do indeed know how to do it. It's just going to take a lot of effort on your part, Zach. I'm just letting you know. You're going to have to have the software on your computer. That's all I'm saying. I, I just think what's going to happen is I'm going to do it for two episodes, and then everyone, <laughs> including my seven haters, are going to fucking hate it. <laughs> well, we're doing this for the seven you know, haters hey, right listen, now. They you asked seven, for it. You're right. You know what, Donald? You seven haters are getting a shorter preamble to the to the Scrubs recap but in exchange, I'm getting a noise machine. <laughs> we'll work. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. All right, Donald, you go with your recap. Here we go. Yeah, go. Cox and Jordan are still married. Turk's jealous of the Todd. Elliot's the chief, and JD's the co-chief. Karma is the ultimate ass kicker. The way it comes back around is very reminiscent of a circle. That is all. Mm. Wow. Brief today. Oh wow. All right. Karma. Well, you is said reminis- they wanted it brief. Well, I don't know if the seven haters said to shorten your, your. Well, they your wanted summary. it shorter. They didn't want any of the other stuff. So what yeah, they, you, you know what? You know what? Since they made us cut fun, they get a shorter yeah. fucking summary. <laughs> shorter fucking summaries. Those seven haters. Those seven. This haters. is what you get for hating. Oh boy. I think oh seven, I think like 1.4 million people follow me on Instagram. Those seven people ruined it for everybody. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> Um, all right, Donald. You know, I agree. some people would say just stop reading your comments, but no, I, I agree with you. I'm making fun of myself, uh, and I and I always give you shit when 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 someone riles you up. I'm like, so one person out of that many fucked you up. How about Garrett Donovan as meth guy? Very funny and looking very uh, young and svelte. I like the haircut. I haven't seen Garrett with a haircut like that in since this. I guess. Do you think he's gone bald, Garrett? No, no, I think he has, I think he had. Oh, sorry, we should tell everyone who he is. Garrett Donovan um, is one of our very funny writers on the show. He was a partner, uh, writing partners with Neil Goldman, and together they were a very funny writing team. And that's him uh, in the beginning of this episode playing a a politician who's on meth, who's handcuffed to the bench. He can't wave his hand to go, hey, because he's handcuffed. (laughs) But he's on meth. This episode was funny. I laughed a lot. I laughed a couple of times, actually. Yeah. Once again, I, I, Rob Maschio steals the show in this episode. Once again, Rob Maschio steals the show. I mean, you see show. his whole package. The funny yeah. thing about a banana hammock is it's just cock and balls wrapped in, in a little cover. But you're just looking yeah. at the whole thing. Well, you can't see it. But yeah, it's I mean, it, you can't see bulge. the outline of the trunk, but you see the mass. Yeah, you see mass, you see width. <laughs> yes. You can tell that Rob is not small. Length. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, I, I think he's Italian. No, he's Italian, Mascio. but we should, we should ask. I know we did ask him on the show, but I'd like to ask him. What do we, how do I phrase well, go it? Go ahead. 
Does no, he have I, a giant I, cock? Does he have a giant cock? Because I don't know what's creating such a mass. I know if you tuck balls and shaft into a tiny thing, it, it looks good. But his looks particularly girthy. Massive, yeah. Massive. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> by the way, oh, by the way, penis aside, his body looks amazing. Ripped. He's ripped. It only makes sense that after he pulls his heart out. Yes, but wait, before you get to that, so he's so he thinks he's he thinks he thinks there's a calendar being shot outside. That's what you told them, right? Yes. There's, so there's surveyors. There's sur- there's surveyors that are surveying something with their surveying equipment, and and yes. Don and Turk wants to steal the surgery that he's supposed to do. So he tells them that they're out there shooting the Sacred Heart calendar, and he's and- out there. And he's and he's fully oiled up, and he's looks slim and, and 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 really great. And he goes, "This is June," and then he turns around and sticks his ass out, and he goes, "Here's a little peak of July." It's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had forgot though that Rob looked so good. Yeah, Rob is freaking. You know. When you look back at all of this, I remember Rob being like, I can't eat that because it'll be, you know, uh, you know, 20 minutes on, a, you know, three minutes on the lips is 30 years on the hips. He would say shit like that. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. And if you really, I, I, he looks like he worked out consistently and starved himself, but he's still big. And you know what I mean? He's still, you know, like has a big waist and still looks strong. Yeah. But he's slim and fit. Like, and yeah. I don't know how old he was at the time, but well done, Rob. Yeah, he looks great. He did a good job. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to be in that tiny amount of clothing on national. And it is crazy when you think about it. Uh, you know, I've said this before, but when we moved to ABC, from NBC to ABC, ABC said we couldn't show Rob and his banana hammock anymore. And it is pretty crazy when you look at it. I mean, I know it's, uh, you could say, how is it different from a woman in a bikini? But it is bizarre to see someone that naked on what was network TV. I mean, you can see the a male a ma- a male that naked on network TV is a little is a little bizarre because it's not and, and and it's not what it's not that he's in his underwear. It's that we're not highlighting that. We're highlighting shaft balls <laughs> and all of it. Like that's what the show. That's what the shot is highlighting. And it's, it's covered not- in a fire material. It's like right. fire covered balls and shaft. All it's made into to a- make. It's made to make you not. You nobody's looking at Rob Machio in this in the right. shot. You're meant Everybody's to look, look at shaft yeah. and balls. Yeah. Yes. All absolutely. rolled in. All rolled into a tight ball. That's enough. Just stop talking about your willies. Anywho, <laughs> um, um, how funny. Speaking of uh, of uh, of homosexuality, how funny oh, when uh, great line when great Kelso line goes. There were nights yes. in the service when it didn't seem too Perry, far-fetched. That shit was hilarious, Perry. Even if I went that way, and believe me, there were nights in the service where it didn't seem that was far-fetched. Ted isn't my type. <laughs> yeah. And then exactly. Ted goes, I beg to differ. I've seen Enid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there were nights in the service where it didn't seem all that far-fetched. <laughs> so the uh, so Jordan and Cox are still married because of a Ted made a paperwork error. Right. And he's still married to his ex-wife yeah. who's mar- who is sleeping with his brother. Right, because his brother has a hairpiece. Right, and um, but Kelso <laughs> Kelso goes Mazel tubs all around. 
Ken Whittingham directed this. Did we say that? No, Ken Winningham directed this, and we like Ken Winningham a lot. He's a very talented uh, director. And um, it was uh, written by Gabrielle Allen. Let's talk about You've Been Graveled, Donald, because this is the introduction. Right. There's a few things here that are Scrubs uh, runners that are introduced here. Um, one of them is the You've Been Graveled game. Does this come back? I forgot. I don't know, I don't know that it comes back, but I will say this. This was, this, this was one of those things where... Turk and JD are really pushing hard for this game to work. Yeah. And if it does come back, I don't know if the two of them can be the ones that gravel the next person. Like, it would have to be somebody like Molly. I think maybe Molly gravels somebody. I think it does come back. Should we ask Trevor Ricky? We haven't asked him anything in a while, and he's got the signed Funko Pops. Let's get it. Okay, Trevor, um, in this episode, we learn that uh, JD and Turk are trying to get the game gravel you've been gravel to catch on does this come back in future episodes uh, i don't remember if this is the only episode where people are graveled happy season four donald zach joel and daniel jd and turk have a lot of fun games my personal favorite is coming up in a few episodes in my roommates but gravel is only mentioned in this episode my new game but if you're looking for more gravel themed hijinks there's a similar prank in my finale where dr kelso and donnie replace ted's coffee with dirt Thanks, Trevor. That and then, okay, so that shit was hilarious. When Turk finally realizes that JD was the one that graveled him, and uh, he says to JD, hey, man, no, no." (laughs) Turk says, I mean, JD says to Turk, well, what about putty pants? (laughs) No, Play-Doh pants. Yeah, what about Play-Doh pants? What the fuck is that game? And then, I know, and then Turk says, well, Play-Doh pants became all about the money. Yeah. And what then the hell is that backstory? <laughs> I don't. There's no backstory. It yeah. was just something that we made up right then. There's two there. moments. There's two moments in this episode that are like have no, like so random and then not explained. This is one of them. We don't know anything about what Play-Doh pants is or why it became all about the money, and we have no idea what that game is. And the other at the end of the episode when in the baseball uh, we're, we're at the baseball uh, field why am yeah. I tackled for no reason and it's no reason whatsoever I'm just no tackled. reason whatsoever and the guy doesn't even say sorry and you don't address it it just happens and the guy throws the baseball and he almost hits me in the face with the baseball and I don't move it's like wait this is a weird and then Ted you owe me money which I, I remember you wrote joke. you that's wrote that I remember that I remember that that shit's funny I can't believe you remember that I was so proud of that. That was such a great joke because it, one, it closes the show, but it was such a, I remember thinking, I I remember thinking that is, that reminds me of like my cousin when he gets drunk Uh and fucking, that is exactly what he would say, some dumb shit like that. You owe me money right before he passed out. And you know what it really reminds me of though? What? It reminds me of a certain night that you and I went out. No, I didn't go out. You were at home. Did we go out that night? I've got more money than you. I've oh got more God. money than you. I've got oh more money God. than all of you. And then passed out right on his face. Yeah. Donald and I knew someone who got so hammered. And we were all back at my house hanging out. And he was so embarrassingly drunk that he was like, and I've got more money than you. <laughs> and I've got more money than you. And he's like pointing at us. And then, like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi collapsed. Passes out. That's how he went out. 
That's how he went out. He passes out with his ass. <laughs> well, not only does he pass out, he passes out with his ass up in the air. And then, and then Josh goes, I wonder what he's dreaming about. <laughs> and, and Zach goes, probably all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so awkward. But, um, but yeah, I don't know why. I, to, for me, it was so fun on occasion when I would come up with a line on set for one of those guys like Sam. And just like, oh, my God, this would be a funny thing for Ted to say before he passed out. And then Sam does it and does it so funny. I just remember you and I were belly laughing. It was so Laughing funny. so hard. I remember, you owe me money. <laughs> I remember thinking that was such a genius joke, too. Like, wow, Zach fucking wrote a – that's a great that – That's is, the first time? For season four? It's the first time you thought I wrote a funny joke? No. Well, everything else was kind of like a button. This is like – this was a joke that went on from – him pouring the uh, the alcohol in the thing, and now he's drunk. He's drunk. He's drank. He drank the booze so fast because literally, it's like a minute after he we says see something him pouring. Like, he says something like, uh, "I go thirsty, Ted." He goes, "It makes the tears taste less bitter." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's drunk. You owe he gets me drunk my- quick. Really maybe, fast, maybe, like within maybe a Ted's maybe Ted's not much of a drinker, but he really pounds yeah, down that fucking vodka. Hey, um, I laughed a lot at uh, when I'm I'm walking down the street. I'm this is the episode if you haven't watched it where JD's obsessed with being co-chief and he wants to be the real, just regular chief. And he's had these he has his business cards and he goes, I'm trying not to make it about me, you know, unless there's someone I could doink as he's handing right. out his business he heads- cards. As he hands his business card to the hot uh, blonde chick as she was. This is by. the first time, I think, that we hear the scooter referred to as Sasha. N- no. No. To, is it? Yeah, I think so. Because this scooters... is before to Sasha. I guess that's in your show, right? Um, I forgot where Sasha gets assassinated. Call by Sa- the way, my episode's coming up. The one that I directed that you all know is the best episode in Scrubs history. It's coming up very soon. I just looked at the Majiggy, and it says uh, 408. I always thought for some reason it was fifth season, but it's not. It's the eighth episode of season four. Well, Heather's in it, so it has to be. Our little, our little, our little spreadsheet that Joelle made says Zach Braff, director. Are you a good surgeon, by the way? I don't. I don't, th- I don't know that Turk is a good surgeon. At I wrote point. down today. I wrote down this episode. Is Turk a good surgeon? I don't because know because it doesn't is. seem like you're great. And no, I think he's a good. Okay, I don't know that he's a good surgeon. I'll, I'll I'll say that I do know that Todd's a better surgeon. Todd is probably the best surgeon in the. He is the best surgeon in the hospital. Right. And Turk is very, very, very jealous of it. Right. But I mean, you, know? you literally sew your gown to the patient in this episode. It's happened before, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened before to people. You know, I, I nobody's perfect. I heard of a story of a of some some surgeon had um they were cutting some tube and they 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 had like the covering down on the person's body and they were cutting the tube on the cloth or whatever it is that covers the person's body and when they were cleaning up they saw that the 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 knife had gone through to the person's leg. That sounds horrible, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure shit like that happens all the time. And then you know they're like, um, yeah, hey, for free, we uh, took a little benign tumor out of your leg. All good. <laughs> God. Oh, they lied. No, I don't know that that's the end of the story. I'm saying I wonder if that's what people do. They're like, 
hey, we saw something on your leg that was a little sketchy, so don't worry, for free, we uh, took it out. Didn't we have a moral <laughs> episode, one of those episodes where Turk made a mistake and then went and told the... Uh, yeah, we just passed that. You yeah, were, you, the, the piano kid, kid. The piano the kid, kid. You were like, yeah. And, and, and when we were recording that, I was like, I don't know if they just go and admit that they fucked up like that. But what do I know? Is the caller here? Uh, Joelle, let's invite the person in. Caller is here. You want to go to break first? Oh, sorry. We're going to go to break, everybody. And we come back. We've got a very exciting caller. Um, Joelle, do we have any presents to give away? Uh, he could be our February giveaway if you like. Yeah. I have so much um, leftover merch from my different projects. I was thinking we could also give away my old merch. Sure, I can make that work. <laughs> I have, I have <laughs> wish, away. I have wish I was here. Uh, records. Love that. Ooh, oh God, I think this, like this guy vinyl got a band, Yeah, so I, I got. I got, really appreciate it. I got vinyl. Uh, wish I was here and Garden State soundtracks. You should, send that to, oh. you should send that to Daniel. He'd like that. And to Joel. To Daniel, I didn't know the that Garden State album slaps. I All mean, right. like, I, look, I mean, you know, we can save this for later, but I've purposely not tried to fanboy as much as possible. But surely you two know I literally grew up watching Scrubs. Garden State is one of my favorite and my family's favorite movies. The soundtrack is like a soundtrack of our it's one of our family's favorite soundtracks of all time. We don't need to go yeah, into yeah. this right now, but like we can. We can. We can. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you also, shaking your head? You love me. Huh? All I'm hearing. All I hear right now is. Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my painter, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes, sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyway, what's been up, man? How's your daughter? On that note, we'll be right back uh, with uh, with my my super fan and Joelle and Dan. Right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. And we're back. Daniel. Daniel. Yes. yes. This is going to be yours. Oh, oh my God. So pretty. And it's a so 180 gram vinyl. Dear Mr. Mm. I'm too good to call or <laughs> or write my fans. Stop, stop. This will be the last time that I ever. <laughs> 180 grams. That's good for record that's records, thick. right? That's a yeah. thick vinyl it's right thick. there. T-H-I-C-C. Oh. I'm so touched. Thank you, man. Thank you. And, it's um... been six months and still no work. I don't <laughs> deserve it. <laughs> Inside is a personal uh, letter for me, Daniel. Oh, oh. there oh. it is! There it is! Oh God! He knows you. He knows you wrote the last two letters. Perfect. It's Such right a touching on point. Moment between oh. Zach and Daniel. Actually, this interesting story about this um, this crane we're standing on. The the uh, the flower was actually graffiti that was there. No and, way. And this didn't say New Jersey. It said um, some other some crane uh, branding, but they changed it to New Jersey. Nice. That's little, gorgeous. Thank you so much. Scoop for you. Um, yeah, how many so, how many how many black people were in the soundtrack? Um, not many. <laughs> there doesn't appear to be any African Americans on the soundtrack. You didn't even have Met the Man on the soundtrack, man. Oh my god. At what point in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just bullshitting. Uh, this is been funny, this though. is this is how I got out of having to read the script. <laughs> I just want to All right. Y'all ready? Um, so Daniel, we'll give that to you and maybe we'll give it to a I'm fan. So touched. Well. Thank you. That's really awesome, dude. That's We're letting nice. him in. We're letting him in. Anthony All right, let him in. Anthony Balistrieri, I believe. What's up, Anthony? Welcome, Anthony. Anthony. Thunderous applause, Daniel, for Anthony. Anthony Balistrieri. Right? Oh, there you go. You got it. You got it. Donald, put <laughs> a little... Put a little... Put a little... Have you ever done Oprah voice with an Italian last name, Donald? Anthony Balistrati! The Oprah is Italian, so... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Great? Where are you calling uh, in from? Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, oh, welcome. Ann Arbor in the house. It's cold there. I'm gonna hold oh, up my. I'm gonna hold up my hand. Where are you? Here, Zach. You got it right, buddy. It's right okay. down here. Okay. Well, this is how they tell you in Michigan. You hold up your hand, and he's right here. You're right. 
Every Michigander I've met has done that same thing. It's I'm sorry. It's like the way you know, Michigan you know what? Looks. I just did that That's lame dope. thing. You know, whenever I tell people I'm from Jersey, they say, what exit? And I just hate that. And I just did it to you. I did the hand thing from Michigan. I'm sorry. Now, I've really met good. folks from Jersey, and they tell me there's a central Jersey that people not from Jersey don't know about. Jersey's huge, and people don't know much <laughs> about it. You know what I hate about go. people's shit about Jersey? Excuse my, my, my digression. <laughs> but, you know, people give – this was kind of the, one of the points of Garden State was like I wanted to show how beautiful it was. People – it's the Garden State. I mean that's why they call it. People fly into yeah. Newark. It's one of the biggest international airports in the world. Newark is our industrial area where – you know, it's a city, but obviously the airport is in the industrial park. So you land and people are like, this is Jersey? Yeah. Jersey's beautiful. I bet. I bet. End I of bet. tirade. End of tirade. <laughs> you know, I like the industrial part of Jersey. I'm going to be honest with you. you yeah, know, you spent grew, some time there. I spent quite a bit of time there, like uh, almost uh, uh, eight, nine months there. And uh, I love Jersey. And Me shout too. out to... Shout out to Jersey and shout out to the whole tri-state area. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I think we should just give Jersey the Shout moment. out Michigan. Shout out Michigan, too. Especially since we're giving yeah, out well, these I, gifts. I ain't from here, but it's nice. It's nice. Um, all right, Anthony, do you have a question for us? Well, first, uh, Anthony oh, wrote sorry. in for a specific reason. All right, I Anthony, just, write in yeah. for your – tell us about your specific reason. Sorry, Joel. I did, yeah. You know, Joel and I were talking beforehand. I thought I might just read out my email. Um which You'll be the first specific. caller we've ever had read an email, but I'm going to approve it. Okay. He, he turn, handed it here. Key, He's prepared. Key as long turn. as you're okay with it. Turn your key, sir. Right. Turn my key. So I said, hey, Joel, you know, I've got, uh, I just got done listening to episode 401. Uh, my, my old friend's new friend with Heather Graham that released today, your caller, uh, the pharmacist tech mentioned something about the Pfizer vaccine, which was not true. So I wanted to offer some clarification for you, Donald, and the rest of the fans. Uh, though she was correct in saying that uh, historically many vaccines are prepared using embryonated chicken eggs, these new mRNA vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna are not made that way. So uh, I then provided uh, Joelle in the email a couple of different excerpts from, from documents saying that uh, these mRNA vaccines are made in a, in a cell-free way. So they're not. Uh, so made. you needn't you needn't worry. Uh, you want us to broadcast to all over the world, which we can do for you now. Thank you for this public service. That sure. uh, you needn't worry if you have an egg allergy about these vaccines. Yeah, I would say no. There's there's basically no egg. There's no egg in it at all. So okay. I yes, I call on Donald. Go. I have a, I have a question now. Okay, so now, uh, do you know about vaccine, or is this just something that you know that this vaccine doesn't have? Yeah, you know, I'm a biochemist. I know uh, quite a few things about a lot of stuff. I know stuff about vaccines. I'm not a, I'm not an okay. expert, but I, I can so, tell you maybe some stuff. Yeah. Here's my question. I hear that Johnson and Johnson's vaccine is coming out, and it's DNA based. What is the difference between DNA based and what does that mean? Uh, and the difference between what Pfizer and Moderna is. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I can speak more on the mRNA vaccines because, you know, in the last 24 hours, I've tried to read up quite a bit more on them. But the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is is something different. It's not this new technology. However, it is something that is, it's not an old technology as well. They're using an AAV vector. So this is um, another virus. However, it, it, uh, it doesn't cause any disease in humans. And so they're just using that same system to inject um, some viral DNA into cells in order to create that that immunological response. 
Um, and the Johnson Johnson one is coming out, right? It's it's um, happening. Yeah, I, I think don't... you know that they're probably applying for their EUA somewhat soon. So I think their data is coming out, and it looks uh, pretty good. I the last time I checked, it wasn't as effective as these mRNA ones, but still definitely useful, especially because it's not stored in the same way. It can be mm. stored at. A, oh, you a don't need the freezing cold. Uh, you don't need the freezing cold freezer special freezer thing. Yeah, that's right. What's your opinion, Anthony, on um, on whether uh, the the government should be giving out all the second doses as as they come in or holding them back? Because that seems to be a, a point of contention these days. Yeah. So I think we should really stick with what that first authorization was said, which was that we should have two doses separated by this amount of time, because that's where all that data was showing. You know, they have some data showing, you know, how effective it is with just one dose, but that, you know, they were only tracking a certain amount of people like that and that was because you know those people didn't show up for their second dose or whatever so mm -hmm. that that's a much smaller amount of people we have much more data showing that yes two doses can be this effective and i think i know but the trick that is that like you've got to, the, the the logistics of planning to withhold these doses even though there's a line around the corner because everyone needs their second dose we gotta we gotta count on the fact if we give these out that the second doses for the people that already got their first dose will be back in time. You know, that's You're right. that, that's a lot of trust in the in the system. You're right. It's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing that we're even suggesting that we can do. You know, that the, the fact that we can sort of say, oh, we're going to try and make all these things and send them out to all these people. That's that's a logistical nightmare. I can't even think about, you know, what it would take to, to do something like this. Well, right? they haven't so, quite done well, it just they yet. Haven't, they haven't figured, I'm about to say they haven't figured it out. The rollout, I'm going to be honest with you, in my opinion. It's been it's slow. Been, it's, yeah. I think it's been very slow. I think it's been especially slow in African-American communities and in Latino-American communities. And you know what I mean? Like, if you look at the data, it shows that white Americans are getting vaccine uh, a lot more than minorities in America. And that's un that's that's crazy to me but as well. But as I understand it, Anthony, there wasn't really a, a federal plan. I mean, uh, the, the previous administration had just said to the states, like, figure it out, right? Now they have to start and build a federal infrastructure. I know that they yeah. I know that they asked for military help, uh, manpower to help distribute uh, vaccines. Don't you think that yeah. would make it a little bit more organized, though, Zach? Like, I've in, in some ways, this is one of the first time where it's like, I kind of wouldn't mind having, you know, military medical personnel no i'm i'm, on, I'm all for on, it do you know something I mean? do something we we're, we're we're this incredibly rich country we spend uh, like more money times a hundred than anybody else does in the military use use them for something that's actually not going to put men and women's life in danger use them in any way well their right? life is going to still be in danger it's covid man so they're still risking catching COVID and sure. dying from COVID. Okay, I'm, and I, I, of course, I'm just saying they're not, we're not sending them off to a foreign war. Understood. We're saying Understood. let's help heal the, help them Understood. heal the country. Understood. You know, it's important to note that that progress is being made. You know, I, I'm from San Diego and I lived there all my life before I turned 18. And so I try to keep my, my ear down at what's happening down there. And they're setting up these huge vaccine deployment uh, things. There's one in Peco, um, the, the place where the Padres play. There's, there's more being made all the time. They want to do 5,000 doses a day. And, and although that's not fast enough, it's something, right? It's getting out. No, after, they, didn't okay. they set oh. something up like that here at Dodger Stadium? No, there's one in Riverside. Riverside has the 
you don't have all you have to do is make an appointment and live in the Riverside area. It's a mass vaccination uh, spot in California, in Riverside, California. But you still got to be over 65. These no, days. it's anybody who wants to get vaccinated that lives in the city of Riverside, in the county of Riverside. Really? Yeah. I, yeah I, how do they great. get the doses? I thought I thought we had made a a, a, a national rule that we so were... what's happening? So what's happening is that doses are being sent to the state from now remember this is what i'm reading here i'm not reading this is what i'm seeing on the news so please do it's on the news and i'm quoting the news so please don't jump on me if you feel like i've misquoted somebody well we have anthony here to clarify any fuck-ups you make no don't do that to me zach i can't do do that that. don't do that to him either man that's not it's not right it's not right nobody deserves that pressure well we should have real jd back on because he's mr dial so but check this out so check this out this is what's happening across america with this rollout some places are set up to deliver vaccine by appointment to the elderly what happens is this happened in la in los angeles county at they were supposed to go till, let's say it was from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night. They were doing their uh, due diligence and giving the vaccine to everyone that had the appointment. And at seven o'clock, somebody shows up with 500 more vaccine of uh, con- uh, containers of vaccine. And it's like, here, uh, we've got more vaccine. Now they don't have an appointment. These right. things are going to run out. Yeah. That they're going to they're going to expire. Yeah. What do you do? This guy runs out into the street and starts giving vaccine to people walking down the street. If they're giving out vaccine and they're not caring of of how it's being tran uh, not transported but how it's being taken care of, how it's being administered, if they're not putting the infrastructure into place, what do you expect people to do? So the city of Riverside it seems like is like, look, if we have this vaccine, let's give it away, let's not throw it out. I've heard sure, that and I've heard point. anecdotally some stories about LA where there's distribution centers like you're saying that run out of senior citizen appointments or run out of, you know, all the people that are el- eligible in what, whatever this is called. One, are we in one B? Is that the, what we're in now? Uh, I, I don't think, know. I think it's called like know. whatever this is like, it's like right. supermarket workers, frontline workers, healthcare workers, and everyone over 65. And so they don't have anyone like you're saying. And so people are like lining up. Like it's like uh, a sneaker store or, or, mm. or Supreme and, and, and waiting to be like, you know, you're going to throw them away. Can I get one of those? And uh, mm. so that's become like a, a, a like a, a, a thing people are doing. They're like waiting, and they, some days they don't get it. Some days they do. There are a sure. bunch of ways. There are a bunch of ways that you can get vaccine and not be, you know, a senior or uh, or uh, there are a bunch of ways. I've I've you can volunteer, from what I understand, uh, at the sites and uh, watch. You know, uh, observe people. Uh, uh, administering uh, the but vaccine. But that feels like, that feels like trying to do something to get it feels, I don't know, a bit sketchy to me, like you're, like you're cutting. Whereas, whereas like we're in a line because they're going to go bad and no one's here feels like you're not cutting. Do you know what I mean? Listen, it, I don't think, I don't, that's the thing though, the way it's being rolled out right now, I don't know that, I. it, it, it feels like even the government seems to be like survival of the fittest because they're not, they don't give a crap on who's on. It feels like that. That That's what it feels like. When you watch the news, 
and and you're given the information from the news. That's what it feels like. It feels like we aren't uh, the the country isn't doing enough to protect people from COVID. That's what it feels like. That's the narrative. Well, you know, that the that, important that, thing that, is that, that these vaccines were made uh, in order to protect people from the risk of getting this disease and. Everyone that is at risk, which are is mostly older people, but people that have pre-existing conditions, they should be able to get it as quickly as possible. Well, we know somebody who didn't have a pre pre-existing condition, and he passed away from uh, heard, yeah. from COVID. Yeah. And you know what I mean, like. And he was forty so, years old and healthy. And his forty years old and his wife's a trainer. And so it's like, if it's available. And other people don't want it to give it to the people who do. It's just, it's just that simple, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, All right, let's um, segue because we've yeah, done sorry. a long time on this and we're trying to, we were trying to do a show for the haters. So we got, we're doing a show for the haters and I feel like right now we're talking to all the lovers out there, you know? Yeah. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix. Better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases. And 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval to Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. 
Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Um, what do we, we just care about for the haters? Well, well the haters want us to speak. Don't worry about it. The haters want us to speak things up and talk about things that the haters want. The real true so haters, dumb, the real true haters just want Donald and I to solely talk about scrubs and spend 90 minutes dissecting the episode. Now, Donald and I wouldn't do this show if that were the rules because we would find it quite boring. What sure. we enjoy is the patter and laughing like we do as friends. As um, Turk and JD did on Scrubs. Because um, seven of my uh, Instagram commenters got in my head, we're, we're, we're giving them one. We're, we're trying to... We're making to, a show for the haters. They're going well, you know to get one episode out of nine seasons. What's that? Go this, ahead, Anthony. This actually comes right into the question that I had for Antony. you guys. Does you anyone guys call you Antony? Perfect. Anthony would be great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone call you Antony? Anthony would be great. <laughs> no, I hear I hear Antoine sometimes, and my family calls me Ants, A-N-T-Z. Anthony's one of those names where you can pick from a, a myriad of nicknames, like William. Oh, but not Tony, though. thousand percent not Tony. Okay. No. All right. Thank you. That's right. terrible. What about Ants? Ants is great. That'd All be right. awesome. Go ahead, Ben. What's your question? So, you know, I wanted it to be somewhat thought-provoking, so I, I, I tried to... Joel only, oh, Joel only gave me, like, 20 hours to come up with a question. So like, <laughs> 20 hours is so long. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not even less than that, probably 12. Go ahead. But anyway, uh, this question uh, is for all you guys, um, and it came from uh, a recent argument, loving but somewhat heated argument between me and my best friend, who, I, of course, I have to shout out. His name's uh, Matthew Asaro. Uh, he is the JD, the JD to my Turk. And yeah, I love that you're watched. Turk, brother. I love Dude, that you're Turk. Yeah, I, I, we took a we we dressed up as Halloween, and I was I was Turk, and he was. JD. But you didn't do blackface. I did not do blackface. Okay, I have good. a picture. Congratulations! Every, every year, Donald has <laughs> yeah. to warn people, do a public service announcement. You're yeah, welcome no, to play no, Turk. Please no don't blackface. blackface yourself. All right, go ahead. Uh, so the question is is about uh, modern criticism. Um, so it seems like increasingly these days, uh, audiences feel like they have a sense of ownership over the content that they love. So audiences will, you know, they'll fall in love with a movie or a show or a video game or whatever. And, and then the, there's some time and the next episode or the next movie or the next season comes out. And if the plot points or the character arcs or something doesn't fall out the way that that audience member particularly wanted it to, then they now feel like that content is trash. You know, it's not what they wanted. It, it was bad. It was done poorly. You know, there's lots of examples of this, right? Like, uh, you know, The Last of Us Part Two, which was I the, knew you uh, were going to say that. I what knew you, you were going to say that. The Last, the of, last us of Us two. Part Two. Last I was like, two. I wonder if this is based on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh. <laughs> it's not just based on that. Uh, you know, The Rise of Skywalker is a movie example. Uh, the last. Wait, hold on. I think. I think. I, let yeah, him finish. Yeah, let him finish. Yeah, he, I, he, I, I know. Uh, in terms of television, the last, the last season of Game of Thrones, right? Uh, yeah. It was really, really, really hated. So to me, 
you know, where I fall on this is that it, uh, it takes away some of the agency that the creator has to create their artwork in the way that they want. And so when people take this perspective that I would rather something else have happened, so therefore you made the wrong decision, I think that's that that somehow sits wrong with me. However, alternatively, other people, you know, they feel like audiences should be catered to because that's what this is for. This is for their entertainment. And mm. so I wanted the opinion of you guys as as artists and creators, which you all are, um, to, to think maybe, how do you feel? Do you see this trend happening? What do you feel about this this type of problem? So I I am I love that this is the type of conversation that I like to have, and I wish a lot of people had conversations like this because I think maybe a lot of the things that happen, a lot of the bullying that happens, a lot of the uh, I, I don't want to say hatred, but that's what it is that comes from uh, people's emotions and investing in when they invest in movies and stuff like that. Uh, if it's talked about, we can we can solve all of these problems. So I I am one who believes that the audience does have some ownership in. I feel like if you create something and you put it out there, you're doing it so that the audience can feel like they do have a bit of ownership in it. And uh, I think that's what makes. And I we're, I'm going to bring this up because it's one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, with Star Wars, I love that Lucasfilm and them give you ownership, like give a lot of the fans ownership in from fan film to theory to whatever. I love that. Now, where it gets a little dicey, though, is when things don't go your way as a as a self-proclaimed owner of whatever it is. Um, I'm of the I'm of the feeling that if it's if it's good, it doesn't matter. So, uh, uh, where, so like I have issues with the last Jedi. I still think it's a good movie. I just don't think it fits in the star Wars, uh, the star Wars Skywalker saga. Well, Do I hate the, the this episode of star the Wars? Yeah. I can't wait. We don't have time here, but one day. But do I? <laughs> Do I hate The Last Jedi? No. I love The Last Jedi. I just don't think it fits. And I think because of that, The Rise of Skywalker suffered. That's me personally. I'm allowed to think that. I'm allowed to have that opinion. It's my opinion. That's mm -hmm. all it is. But you're probably not the guy who's on a board or on Twitter trashing it so hard that well people... it, it it goes a little too far then people become bullies and stuff like that and yeah that happens and 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 that's where it goes too far you know what happened to some of the actors from star wars is horrible and should have never yeah. happened that girl should have kelly never tran happened. is that her name yeah, kelly, kelly marie tran was bullied uh uh, uh ahmed best bro you yeah. know, the, that you know what i mean the legend you know even you know? easy ridley yeah Daisy Ridley, like she's no longer on social media because of it. Yeah. Um, and it's because, and I think it's because, uh, you know, fans want to be heard. And when people conflict, when people fight back, when there's pushback, then it becomes a, I don't know, man, everyone, I don't know, man. I don't know how to, I don't know. This is a, a great thought provoking question. I feel like ownership in Got something, it. I think ownership in something is, 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 that's how you know you have a hit. 
when people are like, I feel like I'm a part of this. You know, you've struck a nerve. You know what I mean? Um, I know, and, but it, it, it's, it is, it, it's a bit self-destructive. It can be self-destructive. You can destroy the thing oh, you, you, you like. Like I worry for Bill. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. I'm sure Ted Lasso season two is going to be amazing. Right. But there's so much hype and pressure for him to deliver for him and Jason to deliver something as good or better that you just you just can't help but go oh god season 2 i hope that they don't get and i can just picture like people being like no it's ruined fucking sucks and it, it's it, it well, you know it's it's a high class problem you've created something people are so passionate about but it, but it also is like it it it's it's very hard to once people like something so much to uh to still create in that space without offending some portion of the audience. And you have to care about that. You need to worry about offending. I'll just jump in here real quick. The, the, the point is fans don't know what they want. You, the, the, and it's a problem because sometimes fans think that they have ownership to the extent that they know how a story should unfold Instead of sitting back and going, this is how I'd like the story to unfold. This is why I'm such a promoter of fan fiction. In fan fiction, anything you want to happen can happen. And you can That's just right. love that in that own space. But you you can't possibly. I, a, a writer and a critic, don't know what I want from a show. Like, I have ideas. I have thoughts about it. But what I want is to be surprised. And I cannot manufacture that surprise by guessing what's going to happen at the end. You want a creator, especially if we're going to talk about franchises or big tent pole things that like have this longevity and an established tone and feel like we live in these worlds sometimes hours we're rewatching these movies we know every detail and so we are invested in them as if they are you know for some of us it's like sports like we we know the players we understand how the rules of the world and how it works and so we get very enveloped in like if it doesn't follow those rules it's hard to understand what i think is happening right now for fans is there's um a new, we've reached a new, a new platitude of a fandom, right? Before, if you liked a movie, you liked the movie. You had the poster, maybe you saw it when it came to an old theater and was rerunning. That was it. Now, if you like a movie or a TV show or a comic or a franchise, there's like all this history involved in like this very long legacy. And there are now new people allowed to tell those stories, right? And when you have new people coming in to tell these stories, what they're looking for is something that they got out of the original fandom that wasn't at the surface, right? So what I love about Batman isn't necessarily Batman. He's like a rich white guy going out to kick ass. I mm. like all of his sidekicks who created a family for him and like, and that becomes his like main thing that he has to focus on is his family, not going to kill the bad guys. Now that's different than what Batman was intended for, but it's no, it doesn't make me any less of a fan. It makes me a different kind of fan. It makes me a fan who has a problem enjoying a modern Batman movie, right? That doesn't mean I don't like it. It just means it's different. And we as fans have to accept that there are two different roads now. And we have to appreciate those two roads. That was my question. If you take that away, is it still a good Batman movie in your yeah. eyes? If I take it, yeah, because it's still Batman. It's still the core Batman that people can enjoy. I don't need to like it to know that there's a fan base for it. And they freaking love it. And they get a lot of it. If you like Batman holding a gun, power to you, man. That's all you. Like, you can enjoy that. Right. There's no problem with that. I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't think Batman ever would touch a gun. It's weird to me. But you're There's not... other content for me to enjoy, and I don't have to tear down a filmmaker or his right. vision in the same way. Right. I don't like the modern or Joker. Drive him, or different. drive him off Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. We have to allow space for all of our, like... <sighs> In the way that comic books has done really well over the years, which is to say, if you don't like a creator's vision, 
that's fine. Don't bite it. Don't but bite it's it. Different. Right. It's different. And it doesn't make it wrong or bad. It's just different. And we can enjoy the different uh, iterations of the characters. So many but that's, keep in yeah, mind, yeah, keep in mind years ago, no one had all this ability to scream to the heavens. Everything oh, so that hated. part. Yeah. I mean, this whole everyone can opine thing has created, uh, you know, it has created this issue. Well, I mean, it's it's one of it's one of the most interesting and one of my I don't I don't hate it. I love the fact that there's all this dialogue. I, I do hate the bullying, but I love the fact that there's all of this dialogue about, you know, a project that seemed to be one of my favorite things that seemed to be uh you know, the argument was it's the same thing over and over again. And then when it was given something different, it shifted people the you know, it made people go the wrong way. It made a lot of people go a different way. It made a lot of people, you know, it, it switched everybody up. I really you mean episode seven to eight, you mean? Yeah, I I well, yeah, seven to eight to nine, yeah. all of it. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Isn't Star Wars a good example of um Ryan Johnson came out and made a film that was challenging everyone. Everyone screamed at it. So then they they overcorrected and went back to like a, just a loyal fan that's movie. A, that's a perfect example of it. And I think so here's the thing. It, it it wasn't what a lot of fans wanted. That being said, it was still made. And there's a great story that could have happened afterwards. But there was such an uprising with the fans and such an argument with the fans that uh that 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 you know it split it split Star Wars in half, but it was like it's almost like a civil war that's going on or that was going on. And uh that they tried to correct it. And I think maybe that was a I think maybe that was a bad move. I still love Star Wars. I still I still watch the rise of Skywalker. I still watch The Last Jedi. I still, you know, I I I I I'm me and Joel talk about it all the time. Fans it's, might not know exactly what they want. They might think they Joel know what they, they Yeah, I agree with Joel. They might not they might think they know what they want. But that's not necessarily going to be satisfying to them. It's comfort food. It's comforting to just have something that's familiar. It's like anything you try that's different. You you tighten up and you go, oh, this is different. This isn't what I know. And 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 I want the comfort. I want the safe thing. And it also depends on how you think of movies and stuff like that. You know, you have to be invested. That's the only way you can get to this level of fandom. Um, all right. Well, that was a very thought-provoking question. Um, I think we need to we need to kind of end it because we're doing a short show today. For, for the haters. You don't want to try and fix his life? Do you have a fix your life problem? Of course I do. Right, we'll Is it going to be as thought thought revoking? Thought revoking. I can't. I can't even. I can't even think right now. Weed, not even button. once. One of my buttons on the on the new thing we're getting is going to be weed, not even once. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right, go I feel ahead. like quick. yo, Sammy Sam. I hate you. Reddit. All right, a quick fix your life, sir. Go ahead. All right, so. You know, I'm a young uh, or relatively young single guy and I work a lot and, um, you know, I'm in graduate school. I, I lived in Silicon Valley before I moved out here to Michigan and there's this culture of working all the time, work, work, work. And now I'm in this PhD program at this big R1 university, like University of Michigan. And it's just the same, you know, you work, work, work. And I see myself kind of barreling down this career path of, you know, having all this work in my life where I'm sort of pushing away the other things. So I can see how 
and this would be my my mom's opinion, which she's made vocal before many times, that I don't give myself enough time to dedicate to like the non-work life portions of my life, you know, like the romantic life or hobbies or other work-life balance sorts of things. So I know that you guys have both navigated these careers where, you know, there's seasons, I'm sure, where you've got these times where you're not doing much, but then there are seasons where you're working all the time. In those seasons, how do you still find that balance? You know, how do you still make time for romantic relationships or, or other things? You have to choose it because this is all you got. I mean, I, I always come at it from the point of view, I, I don't believe in an afterlife. So this is all I got, okay? I'm 45 years old. If I'm if I'm lucky, let's say I make it to, to nine, let's call it 90. So I got 45 solid years. That's And then that's it. Then they shovel me in the ground. What are you going to do with that time? Of course, pursue your dreams and your goals like you are. But do you want your one experience on earth not to have love, not to have travel, not to have adventure? Um, you're, it's sound, you're very smart. Obviously, you're going to achieve all your, your career goals. I don't think anyone listening could have any doubts about that. But the question you have to ask yourself is, what else do you want your life to be about? And it's about dedicating time to that, making it a, make, committing, choosing to making time for it. Sure, sure. Donald? That's tough. Um, Zach and I got into an argument over stuff. We get into arguments over things like oh, this no. all the time. Sorry about it. No, it's 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 quite all right. Uh, you know, uh, work is 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 very very important, and I get that. I'm one of the people who hates the fact that work is so important in making it so that I can have the things I want. But I get I get the fact, I get work hard and you achieve things, but I hate that. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I hate that I'm defined by how hard I work. I think that is, uh, I think that is in a lot of ways bullshit. I think I should be, I don't think I should be defined by anyone. I feel like if you are going to judge me, judge me by how hard I love my family. Judge me by how hard I, here's my daughter right Aww. here. Right, right on cue, she comes in. Wow. Listeners, Wilder. Right, as, right as he said that, Wilder came in for a hug. Oh, we're almost done. Okay. Guys, my kid is going uh, to college today. He is. Oh, oh my gosh. Where leaving. He is He's leaving. leaving. He is leaving the homestead to go oh, away to college. That's exciting. Uh, Somewhere in California. Somewhere in California. He can't leave. Congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah, he's uh, going to art school, and he's. You're getting your first uh, empty nester moment. Yeah, it's really it's pretty crazy. Only um, eleven more to go. Took a while with all them kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anthony, I don't know you like that. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you're getting a little too comfortable taking shots at the host. <laughs> Guys, I've been listening to this podcast since it started, so I've you heard got all too, the stories. That's too much ownership you right feel there, so, Anthony. Ah! Right. Too much ownership right there, Anthony. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like Donald shouldn't have a problem with that. that Anthony, I don't. Close. I don't. Right, I, love right. I love it. I love Anthony, it. Anthony's putting his feet up on the desk and shit. <laughs> I love that. As he should. Well, right. As he should. Listen, we got to go, Anthony, because we're trying to, to, to appease our haters and do a shorter show. Sure, you're, yeah. a lovely, you're a lovely man. 
Thanks, guys. Thank um, you. You're a very thought-provoking guest. Don't feel you're... bad if some of the Star Wars stuff is cut out because I don't want the Lucasfilm to be mad at me. Oh, my God. You guys honor <laughs> me with your comments. Yeah. Oh, he said you honor me, Dale. He is a super fan. By the way, that's going to be – by the way, you saying you honor me is going to be another button on my pad. Oh, my God. You nice. honor me. You honor me. <laughs> Daniel, I need one also that has a little record thing so I can be <laughs> – oh, honor me, honor me, honor me. <laughs> How much equipment do you want in your desk, Zach? How much equipment do you want in your desk? I just want a full-on DJ rig here. All right. Uh, Anthony, good luck in your pursuits. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank uh, we have no doubt. I wanted to gonna... plug a couple things if there was a Go second. for yours. Go for you yours. You can plug away. I got a professional Twitter, as one does these days. So if you guys wanted to shout that out. So that's at a ballast underscore chembio. So A-B-A-L-I-S-T underscore chembio, C-H. Especially if you're a uh, young lady who's looking for a PhD candidate. I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, <laughs> and, might, and might live near Michigan. Go ahead. I just followed all you guys this morning on Twitter and followed Donald on Instagram as well. Nice. Thank you very much. Seven. But on, only you, Donald. 000. Nobody Thank else. Thank you. As you, that's I only between you, you and me. That's Anthony, okay. thank you. Also, you know, <laughs> I wanted to say that scientific communication is really tough. You know, the biggest story in the world right now is a science story. And there's people out there that are really trying to do that and disseminate information in, in a good way. And it's really hard, but there are people out there that do it. So if I could point everybody to This Week in Virology, which is um, a podcast as well as a YouTube um, channel which is hosted by a virology professor uh, at Columbia. And it's a group of professors that get around and talk about, they're virologists and immunologists that talk about everything that's happening right now. And it's really good science talking. And it can be a little bit tough at times, but they've got non-scientists that, that listen. And it's great information that I really, I really I've been listening to um, lots of podcasts lately, and I'll add that to my mix. Thank you. you Andy Slavitt is also a great uh, follow. Andy Slavitt is now... Um, I think one of Biden's people in charge of the COVID response, and he's a super smart guy on Twitter uh, all about everything. All right, Anthony, thank you so much. And those are, that's a new section called Anthony's Plugs. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to have it in every episode. Anthony will come back on and plug something. Um, and just your friendly neighborhood biochemist trying to, love it. to send good vibes. All right. Love it. All right, sir. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, brother. Anthony, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty. 
to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. All right. Well, that was nice. Donald, let's talk a little bit more about the show because there's some, some funny stuff we haven't talked about. There are quite a few things that we haven't talked about. Uh, Marty returns, uh, the janitor's sidekick. They probably played one of the best pranks on you. Yes. Very good. Um, the janitor, <laughs> the janitor breaks the the broom in half, and I'm like, "Oh, are you trying to be intimidating? Why?" He goes, "No, I needed to break the broom in half." And I'm like, "What possible reason could you have for breaking the broom in half?" And in walks Marty. What's up, bruh? What's up, bruh? Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. bruh. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it was the perfect size for him. It was a perfect size for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, it's a great joke. And then he's, and then he's, but to, but to make the joke work. He has to sweep in the hole. You have to see him be sweep with it. Yeah, but he's sweeping the carpet, which is the right, classic is... Neil thing. <laughs> Why am I sweeping the carpet? Why am I mopping the carpet? Um, all right. So that was funny. And um, I laughed at um, when, he, when Todd pulls his heart out in a fantasy to give to the patient. Just as he's dying, he says, I'm gay. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, we know that he's fluid. As the kids say these days. Well, we know that. Well, we know that he likes, he wants to know about Turk's package all the time. Yes, but I think it's safe to say we've we've talked about on the show that the Todd is is, is down the Todd. For, That's for what any, he is. Look how cute my dog is right for now. For anything and everything. Are you looking how cute my dog is right now? So cute. She's sleeping. Dog is not cute. That dog is so ugly. What? Shut the fuck. He, the dog. Just you see the dog look up like, what the fuck he say about me? <laughs> <laughs> The fuck he say about me? Oh my god! So beautiful I, puppy. He is a very he, you have a very beautiful dog. Um, Anywho, um, Coolio. Sarah says Coolio, and Kelsa goes Coolio indeed. 
Coolio, <laughs> indeed. I want to talk about Cox and Jordan in this episode. Go ahead. Because they have a very interesting storyline. They're in the beginning of the show. They're all happy-go-lucky, and they're loving the fact that they're just there's no real there's commitment, but there's no there's nothing hanging over them. And then they find out that they're still married. She finds their old wedding rings and she presents them to him. And he says, "Are you kidding me? I love this. I'm going to wear this for the rest of my life." And it sends them down a uh, spiral of, I don't know if I can do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, it really articulates well, I think, that when you put a wedding ring on someone, the difference is you're saying for the rest of our lives. And and they were perfectly fine in getting along without the pressure of for the rest of your life. Right. And the I second like- they had that pressure back, they were like, fuck, they were all, all out of whack. So they hold the divorce. They have a ceremonial divorce and invite people to come watch them get divorced. And that's why Ted's getting drunk at the end of the show. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's the after party. What were you about to say you like what? I like being married. I enjoy it. I I enjoy. I like it. It's a lot of fun. You found a good partner. You know, and it's not always that way. But I I truly enjoy uh, my wife. I think you got um, I think you got singleness out of your system. You know, I was a serial dater for a really long time, and I don't know that I was ever really single, single. I am for sure married now, and I think I've got the dating out of my system. I love I love what me and my wife have and how we – and I, I, think, I think if you have that and, you know, for us, we like the feeling of being married. We like the, the, the statement that it makes for us, to us, to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. But whatever, but whatever it is that you believe, whatever makes love work for you, you stick to it, right? And that's what Jordan and Cox do at the end yeah. of the show. I think they show a good example of a couple. It's like we don't, we just don't like the word married. It fucks us up. We just, we, right. we, we'd rather just not be married. It ain't for still. everyone. It really isn't for everyone. Let's talk about those raw outfits from the movie from Eddie, Eddie Murphy's Raw. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't remember. Are those the exact replicas? Because I remember that was the style ish. But were I they, think. I think it's a replica. I really love the fact that we are having trouble walking around. That's in them. so funny. We can't walk. And in them. then I really love your take on the word raw at the end of the joke. No wonder Eddie Murphy called it raw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go, mm. he said, I'm chafing. Now I know why Eddie called it raw. But we, you added a little bit more to the raw at the what end. What did I do? Just, what did I say? You were like, raw. Now I know why Eddie called it raw. <laughs> and, then I, and then I go to find, I go, Carla, Tiffany, powder. <laughs> but the way we walk in those outfits is so funny. They should have brought those back. Oh, man. We, didn't we? We didn't do that again, didn't we? No, I don't think we wore that was those it, outfits huh? again. Okay. How about... um. When Elliot's go, oh, look at poor Elliot riding a tandem bike alone. I always thought that's got to be the saddest and loneliest sight you can see is someone riding a tandem bike alone. (laughs) You don't. That's a judging a book by its cover. You don't know that person's circumstance. Why why are they riding a tandem bike alone? It's so lonely. Well, in Elliot's Elliot's case, her car broke down, and that was the only bike that she had available to her. Yeah. It'd be funny. It would be even more sad if you could ride the tandem bike alone from the back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that would make it seem even more lonesome. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't, yeah, know, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even want to take the lead. I just want to be miserable in the back. By the way, I would love a tandem bike you could ride alone from behind. That would be so funny to watch. You just need to adjust the steering to the, to the to back. The, to the middle, to the, however it would be. Um, yeah, so then I get tackled. I didn't know why that happened, although it, it was funny. I just had no idea why it happened. Um, and that's and, it. I, I, that's the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I, what were you I about to say? Well, I was going to say the the real one ends with Beck uh, song "Lost Cause," but I, I had something else on my on my one on iTunes for for some copyright reasons. Thanks a lot, Randall. <laughs> um, that's our show, everybody. Um, we did it for the in, haters. Uh, no, that's our show for the haters. That's our show, haters. Yeah, for the haters. One, but we still digress. But for those of you who, who write mean comments to Donald and I, saying that. We digress too much. That's as minimum as it's going to get. That's as minimal as it's going to get. And we did an hour 30. And uh, that's it. That's the one time we're going to do that in nine seasons we do this. Okay? Right, Joelle? Yes. I really like the – I really – I, I feel like we should hang up and then catch up more because we, we, we just didn't do enough of it. And I need more of it from you. Well, do you want to – we can always get off the. We could always get off the line. No, I don't want to. I, 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 this is for the haters. I'm gonna. I'll call you privately. Okay. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about some movies I saw. Okay. I want to do some impressions for you. Have you seen any movies? I want to tell you the craziest story you've ever heard. Sorry, guys, I can't tell on the show, but I have the craziest <laughs> bit of gossip for you. Damn it! I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. You're not gonna believe it. I ran in. I ran into. I ran into Brad Pitt. No, get and the fuck out of here! No, I did it. He's listening to the podcast, and he wants. I gotta tell you the story. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay, tell me, tell me later. Tell me I'll later. Tell you um, all right, guys, we love you. Um, hey, for Valentine's Day, this is a very cheap slash funny present for your lover. So uh, it's uh, Turk and JD Split Heart Keychains. Um, they're available at uh, CottonBureau.com, and then just search for Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And of course, if you work in a job like a hospital where you need a a, a, a badge pull, we made them for you. We uh, we love you. Check out that show I told you about on Hulu. It's really good in and of itself. Donald, I'll Watch call it. you in a moment. We'll catch up. I'll tell you the Brad Pitt story. Dude, I got something to tell you too. It's going to be great. Okay. By the way, I'm 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 pregnant, but I don't want to tell everyone oh on the show. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you in private. The internet rumors are about to be wild. You know, <laughs> you know, it's probably. I don't mean an- I don't I don't mean my partner's pregnant. I mean I am pregnant. Well, you know, it's probably going to be an ass baby then. Yes, I want to tell you about. I've already talked to the doctor about how I'm going to deliver through my rectum. Five, six, it's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who love to hate. I said he's a story. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 